Welcome to the Real Talk with Real Fit Pros podcast, where fitness professionals learn to get what they're worth. With over 30 years of combined experience in the fitness industry, Jonathan Loudermilk and Mark the Fitness Ninja Zolmanoff share their expertise in helping fit pros work smarter, earn more, and design a business that they love. Learn about effective social media strategies, organic marketing, client acquisition and retention, and whatever other shenanigans John and Mark bring to the table. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of Real Talk with Real Fit Pros. Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Real Fit Pros. It's your boy, Jonathan Loudermilk, your host with the most. And before we jump into the episode, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to do me a solid. So if you've been following along so far, you already know it's coming. If you're brand new, I'm going to ask a favor for you. Can you go ahead and like, subscribe, do all the things, leave us a five-star review. It really, really helps this channel get out in front of more of our Fit Pro brothers and sisters so that we can help them get what they're worth. If you're on the IG, take a snapshot of this and tag us at the Fit Pro Bros, and we'll make sure we hit you back. We we'll always appreciate when you guys reach out to us. With that being said, we got a damn good show for you today, and we're going to kick it off, as always, with my main man, Mark the fitness ninja Zalmanov. What's up, man? What's happening, man? Um, all week. So I pay attention to the weather because of the gym. Mm. And, there, and there's, you know, just because sometimes I want to do things outside. So I got to pay attention whether it's going to rain or not, which changes the plans, right? Every effing day, I look at the forecast for the next day. It's like 8% chance of rain, thunderstorms, high winds, hail, locusts, crickets. <laughs> frogs and then i wake up it's fucking sunshine and warm every day mm -hmm. so two things it's like you know the winter is coming but it's never coming right <laughs> fucking george rr whatever his name is and and it reaffirms i told both of my sons for years to be a meteorologist i was like hey you should study meteorology because okay. i can't think of another profession you can be so wrong and keep your job <laughs> like even you know even we talk about baseball all the time like oh you're just efficient 30 percent of the time at bat like you make millions of dollars right well the meteorologists aren't even right that many times right missed an opportunity boys i i believe because there's no mountains here because i grew up in virginia where we had like you know mountains and trees and i feel like that created consistency here everything is fucking flat so like whatever's coming through is what's coming through and there's a bubble over Frisco. It's what like the it's like the privilege bubble or something. <laughs> it's like when, when storms come through, you know, we're all like ready for it and ready for tornadoes and hail. And it's like tink, tink, tink. And then it passes. You're like, oh, now I gotta water the lawn because I thought it was gonna rain, but it didn't. Right. Well, dude, we've had hailstorms probably like three or four times since I've lived here. I've always been in the one area that didn't hit. So I've been super <laughs> lucky. So like knock on wood to say. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yep. But all is well. It's a great day. And uh, we got a little story time. Ooh, juicy. So years ago, one of the gyms that I, that I owned, it was about, it was probably like 5,000 square foot warehouse gym. So, you know, big ceilings, open bay doors, hot as fuck during the middle of the summer. Um, you know, it's just one of those. And we had a, we had a handful of trainers in there. And, and I remember this one lady, 
was working out one day and it was one of those ladies like everyone loved her super super nice woman like you know said hi to everyone like just you know one of those people right and and the guy that coached her his name was huck h-u-c-k huck and uh he was a super fun dude and he used to do a bunch of stuff with those bands like the big thick bands the ones that people do pull-ups with sometimes you know they loop over the bar or whatever and uh he would he would do things like running drills and so he'd have them like holding on to it and they'd run and he kind of run behind them but give them resistance like a parachute drill or whatever oh the circle of trust <laughs> yes Dude, yeah. I, was a, I, I, I don't let you finish the story but you you made me think of something every time i worked with a client i was doing bands i'd be holding up like we're in the circle of trust now you know like what do you mean i'm like well i gotta trust you not to fuck up and let this slap me and You've got to trust me that my hand grip strength is strong enough. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. So one day he's got her doing something. And remember, this gym is the 30 foot ceilings. It's pretty big. Music's playing, all that stuff. And he's got her doing something and he's holding the band. And, uh, and I'm kind of seeing it out of the corner of my eye. Like she's getting further and further away from him. I'm like, damn, that band's really stretchy. <laughs> <laughs> so I turned I turn back to my clients or whatever. And all of a sudden, I mean, it literally sounded like a gunshot. And, you know, I told you this before, if if there was a record that could have stopped and skipped in that moment, it would have. And everybody turns like with that look on their face, like, oh, no, what just happened? And we see her on the ground and the the look of horror on huck's face was like uh oh <laughs> like you know as a as a coach you're like oh shit that was my fault like so he he's going over to her and she's on the ground like kind of basically holding the side of her ass so that band was one of the thick ones like the Ooh. the big thick ones and it broke and it oh so that's what happened it broke it broke and snapped her right in the ass and that's the sound that we heard so she gets up and, you know, it's like, shake it off, uh, post some tussin <laughs> on it. I don't know. <laughs> what do you need? What can we do for you? Did you say put some tussin on it? <laughs> post some tussin on put it. Put some tussin on it, baby. <laughs> what was that? Chris Rock. <laughs> shake it up. Mo tussin. Put some tussin in it. You'll be all right. So, so she kind of limps around a little bit. And I don't remember if she finished her workout or not, but like she comes back a couple of days later for her next session. And I mean, it looked like somebody took a baseball bat and just fucking hit her with it. It was Damn. so, it was like purpley and black, you know, like one of those. And it took weeks for that thing to heal. I, I don't think I've ever seen a worse band accident <laughs> than that one. Well, I guarantee there's someone making a power systems order right now as they listen to this story going... That band's probably, I've been needing to get rid of that band. I need to do an update order. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Uh, coaches, get your damn bands. Go to Power Systems. They got good shit. They do. <laughs> there we go. That's the story of the day. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny how there are just so many universal experiences that you have. No matter what state you live in or country, there's just some things that just if you're in fitness, you're probably going to run into a handful of these experiences if you're in this game long enough. Doesn't matter where you're at. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> uh, all right. So today's topic, this is always a fun one. I'm sure we've discussed this at some point, but, you know, let's be honest. Y'all need to hear this shit over and over and over again. So uh, that's the truth. Uh, we're going to talk about power moves today. 
And, you know, it's it's interesting because this kind of ties in with what we spoke about a couple of weeks ago with uh, the six week challenge thing compared to just building an actual sustainable business. Mm-hmm. And, and it's tough because especially if you're if you're online, you have a little more of a grace period. Right. You know, your overhead's low. Like, I understand you got to make money, but, you know, you're not paying rent somewhere. You're not having liability insurance, you know, for for a facility. But when you own brick and mortar, you're operating in person, you're paying someone rent, like it's a little more dire than than most. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a sense of urgency, but there's also things that we want to make sure we're not doing and forcing things to happen because those force moves will come back and bite you in the ass every time. Mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think the, the biggest aha moment for me was just understanding the difference. Right. So. You may be listening to this and going, well, what, what the hell is a power move? What are you talking about, right? Sounds gr- cool, but what is it? The difference between force moves and power moves or force moves are things that you have to do every day, every week, every month within your business in order to make things happen. Example, call to leads, market, follow up, train and develop your staff, systems, all these things that you're doing that have to take continuous effort from you. Those are the force moves. And there's some things in your business that are going to require that, right? And, you know, it's based on the level you're at in your business. But the goal is if you want to level up to the next level, whether, whether that's building a team or building your authority or just really just making your life easier uh, next year than it was this year, that's where the power moves come in. And these are the things that's about positioning you, getting the right people in place. And most importantly, it's setting up things that are actually going to work in your favor that do not require you to do this on a daily basis moving forward. Yeah. And, and I think one, one good way to look at this is the things that really differentiate you from the norm, because let's face it, you know, there's, and, and this doesn't, doesn't just apply to our profession. It's everything. Mm-hmm. But there's only a, a, a real small handful of people who excel in any realm and everyone else is the average, right? So you have to look at, okay, what are the things that I can do to continually elevate my status in the eye of the prospect? So when it comes time to make a decision, they're like, okay, your skill set may be the same as somebody else's skill set. You know, at the end of the day, we're all teaching a squat relatively the same way you know you're checking form and technique you're telling somebody quit eating so much fucking food like <laughs> you know we're all kind of doing the same thing but those those power moves elevate you above and it's funny i was talking with my buddy dustin dustin johnson the other day and he said you know if you got like tony robbins over here and then you got this other guy who knows the exact same thing as tony has the same skill set can make the same difference, but that guy's almost homeless. He doesn't have a presence on social media. He doesn't have a podcast. He doesn't have content. Well, you're going to pick Tony every time, all things being equal, because he has done things over the years to insert himself in a position where people go, that's the guy to go mm-hmm. to. And again, if you're listening to this and you're a coach, that's what you want. That's what we're striving to help you do is, when it comes time for people to make a decision, you're the first line of defense. You're the first person they think of. They go, I need to go talk to John. I need to go talk to Dante. I need to go talk to Kirsten because they see you constantly doing these things that show that, A, you give a shit and you're treating your business like a business, 
but that you're willing to invest the time and effort in yourself to get better so you can help others be better. Yeah. So, so let's lay out some power moves, right? Cause a lot of times it's, you know, what's funny, man, the more I realize, Mark, when we're talking to our clients, all I'm really doing is giving people permission to do something they already wanted to do. Yeah. It's really funny to watch, right? Because once they understand the why behind it and the how, it's like, I've been thinking about doing this already. Now I make sense. And now they go take action. They go do the thing, right? But there's different moves and different positions based on what you're wanting to do. So, you know, Mark, what, what would you name off as like some of the top power moves that a fit pro can make? You know, and, and this is, you may, you may argue that this isn't a power move, but I think a constant presence on social media is absolutely a power move. And by constant, I mean constant. I don't mean today and then skip a few days and then next week and, you know, the, the inconsistency won't get you anywhere. And I, just speaking from personal experience, when I went all in on Facebook a couple of years ago, because I was trying to like post on Facebook and post yep. on Instagram and, and try to figure out LinkedIn. And that never made sense in my head. No shit. Do I need to tweet too? fucking? All right. You know, and I was so spread thin across the board and none of it made sense. It didn't feel right. It didn't feel cohesive. And finally, I said, all right, I'm just going all in on Facebook and I'll worry about all that other stuff if and when I need to. And I went all in and that was nonstop posting, making memes, adding value, reaching out to people that were interested in having a conversation, getting into groups with, with people that were my ideal client. And my business has absolutely transformed over the last few years because of that. Right. And because I kept showing up when other people didn't, I'm now the authority, you know, and I'm not, you know, listen, I'm not saying I'm the authority, but in my circle of people, I'm the first one people come to because they see me all the time. And, and that is the power because I don't really have to market much anymore in the sense of hunting down clients or generating new leads because I've built this, you know, what we call building the machine. I've built this thing up where enough people reach out to me on a regular basis that I don't have to go out and quote unquote prospect all the time anymore. Yeah. Well, I think you bring up a good point, man. You talked about, you know, one being consistent and being consistent on one platform first. And, and that's funny enough, man, I think you made that decision the same time that I did. Cause that's when we, you and I got connected. Cause I, I, I yep. went to the same do exact same thing. <laughs> I was everywhere, but nowhere. I was like, this is fucking stupid. Where is 99% of my success coming from Facebook? Okay. Move everything to the side for now. And let's go all in and make sure it's showing up every day, right? And then also, let's talk about the groups too, man, because, you know, you've got different groups. You've got online groups. You've got in-person groups. You've got free groups. You've got paid groups. You know, where is it that you would talk to someone about in terms of like what to look at for the groups of maybe someone starting out and then maybe someone who's a little bit more advanced, but they're wanting to go to the next level? So it's interesting to me when I think about how I, how I landed in specific groups with people, you know, quite a while ago now, I started to understand the pay to play thing. And, and it's something, again, I know it's hard as a coach when, you know, you seem like your income's not what you want it to be and you're just skating by, you know, whatever. And it's hard to part ways with that type of money sometimes, you know, even a few hundred bucks, sometimes you're like, oh, 
but uh, number one, a lot of times that's money mindset shit. You, you got to reconcile and figure that shit out because you're mm-hmm. asking people to pay you several hundred dollars a month. You need to be willing to do the same for yourself. So, you know, finding a coach, a mentor, a group that you can invest in, not spend your money in, invest in to start putting yourself around people that think a little broader and bigger than you. Um, you know, I was in a fitness business coaching group. This was before FitPro Collective ever existed. And that group really helped me expand my mindset because all of a sudden I was finally in a room with other coaches doing much bigger things than I was doing at the time. Mm. Up until that point, I was around a bunch of average people because I was average. Mm. That's who was around me was average people. And everybody was just okay, but nobody was doing anything great at all. And finally, I, you know, I was able to lay down some money and get in rooms with people that own multiple gyms that were doing, you know, 30, 40, $50,000 months, you know, in a facility or, you know, had a huge online program or whatever. And it really started to open my eyes and go, oh, now I'm, now I'm beginning to see this. And then, you know, of course, John, you and I landed in Apex through a variety of scenarios, basically all reverting back to Ryan Stuman. But again, it was inserting myself in that ecosystem, which you've done the same thing, where it's not a, it's not a self, you know, promotion thing. It's not bragging. It's not showing you shit all the time. It's just, hey, showing up and adding value and being of service to people enough that they know you care mm-hmm. and i don't know how many times we have to say this it's this is the easiest time to get ahead because so few people are willing to do a what they say they're going to do in the first place and b that little bit extra that separates you right. so anything almost anything that you're willing to do above and beyond the average is almost a power move now right Dude, I love it. So, so showing up on social media could be a great stop start for you if you're not there. Getting inside the right groups, like just by being in proximity around people, like you may have heard this. I've heard a billion times. I say it all the time. But Jim Rohn, you know, his quote of, you know, you become the sum of the five people you spend the most time with, right? So, evaluating your circle and elevating that circle—that's a power move, right? Because it's not going to happen overnight. I'm not going to hang out with uh ryan steumann for one day and then i'm going to become ryan steumann right but when you get more proximity around these people you're going to start seeing the way you talk starts to change the way you dress does i wear black shirts now it's all I own. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the gang it's by the way it's not cold it's a gang um as i've been educated about this so we wear black shirts but as you start getting around the right people these are things that will start to mold you over the next three six nine and twelve months right Now, I'm going to list off some power moves that I've done, I'm doing, and I'm seeing other coaches doing within our program that are having great results with. And once again, some of these may be right for you. All of them may be right for you. Part of this is figuring out what's the power move that's the good fit for what you're trying to do. So one of them is write a book, you know, and, you know, I've got my book coming out next month, November 5th. Make sure you stay tuned um groom for greatness is going to be a book talk showing fit pros how to get get what they're worth in business and sales and i'm basically sharing my life story and some of the biggest aha moments i've had over the years um but not really sharing that to plug it but i share it with you because it's part of the path of 
you know, building your authority and, and adding value on a bigger scale. And, you know, with that being said, Mark, you've successfully written your book, you've launched your book, you've become a bestseller. I know you've got a trilogy plan. Basically, I, you're like, uh, what's her name from Harry Potter? <laughs> Before she got in trouble. <laughs> I'll try not to make any uh, disparaging remarks, but Just I mean, don't talk it. about the transgenders. They don't like that. You know, that's where she, that's where, where she, she went out. wrong. <laughs> You know, I'm a big I'm a big Dave Chappelle fan, so I make yeah. no uh, yeah, you know the the anyway, book thing, go. yeah, the book thing is is very interesting, and you know we're we're fortunate to be in a network of people that write books. Um, I saw our, our buddy posted a couple of days ago mm-hmm. of seventeen books in our network that have been published this year. seventeen, and you. And I, I think Dante's may be coming out this before the end of this year as well. So, I mean, we're, we're almost approaching 20 best-selling books, which is crazy. But, you know, the book is absolutely, the, the book to me is one of the biggest power moves you can have. The percentage of people that write a book is so infinitely small, it's ridiculous. The process isn't, it's not necessarily easy, but it's not really hard. It's just making that decision to do it. But as soon as I did, I mean, I had clients of mine sharing it, posting it on social media and going, well, you may have a trainer, but did your trainer write a best-selling book? Right. You know, so stuff like that. And I'm not asking people to do that. They're doing it. But even in your client's eyes, it elevates you. Like, you're like, oh, I'm a trainer. Oh, cool. Oh, I got a best-selling book. Oh, you're an author? You know, there's something about it. And I think part of that is, you know, when we grew up, it didn't seem attainable to write books. Like only authors wrote books. Like the average person didn't go write a book, right? right? We didn't have Amazon. We didn't have access to certain things, but it's still a process. And again, I think a lot of this stuff really consciously or subconsciously shows the public what you're willing to do for yourself and what you're willing to do to give back to others. And it makes people feel good. They're like, man, I want to do business with someone who is ambitious like that. I can't tell you how many clients, John, that I've had, especially over the past couple of years that are like, man, you're, you're doing so much. Like you got a book and a podcast and you got married and the gym keeps growing and you know, all these things that they see happening because I, I share those, those wins with people, but they see all this stuff. And it just like, it gives them a sense of pride to do business with me, which is weird to me. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just doing shit that my mentors and coaches are telling me to do, but it really does elevate you. Well, the other cool part, and you brought up a great point is, you know, your clients, you know, how that elevates it within their eyes. But, you know, think about your team members within your business too. Like, you know, it's been really cool to, to share this with my team with Smart Shark, and they're like super fired up, you know, because same thing is like, you work for a lot of, like a lot of different companies, but how many of them are best-selling authors? Also, there's no better way to lead from the front then doing moves like this, it makes it way easier to hold people accountable and to push them to do more when you're doing things like this for yourself because you're, you're authentically leading from the front. Yeah, and, you know, in an age of... No, like nobody has business cards anymore. No. And if, if you do, stop it. Yes. Stop. Get some help. You know, Michael Jordan. Uh, you know, if you have a book, a book is a great business card. And it's a great gift to just give somebody because most people don't throw books away. You know, they may not read it, but if it's sitting on their shelf and they're constantly seeing your name because it's sitting on their shelf, 
Yep. Again, it's that top of mind. It's that presence that you, it, you know, that you have where people go, oh, fuck. Yeah, I need to get in shape. It's January. I guess I'll call Mark. Here we go. Right. So, and they may have never even opened my book. They may have just bought it to support me or somebody gave it to them or I gave it to them. And they're like, yeah, whatever, make your choices. But, you know, it's that it's just nonstop marketing and it's it's fantastic. And it's something that nobody can ever take that away from you. No. No, I love it. I love it. So the final power move I think we can get into um, so it's digestible for this episode is obviously podcasting, right? Podcasting and writing like blogs and vlogs online is one of the best ways to not only increase your circle of how many people come in contact with you and your brand, but you're, what you're really doing is creating this digital footprint. So here's the thing. I own a company that builds websites for fit pros, right? But just because you get a website doesn't mean that people are going to start showing up by the thousands and clicking on your shit and buying all your buy links, right? The real work comes in is when you're putting out this content for other media sources, maybe you're getting featured on Forbes, maybe you're getting featured in Authority Magazine, right? Maybe you've been a guest on this podcast. When you go into Google your name and you do this process, this is where you can look up, you know, three, six, nine, or 12 months from now. And before when you Googled your name and just your Facebook came up, you do this after doing the work, you could have pages and pages of content that you've put out there. And once again, what do you think your prospects doing before they buy from you? They're Googling the shit out of you. Unless they know you in person, right? They're definitely going to Google you. So as you work on these moves, these are the things, once again, if I'm going to pick between two coaches, one that just has a social media profile, and yeah, it's cool, or Mark Zamanoff, who's been on 8 billion podcasts, and he's got a book, and he does all the things, who are you going to go with? Probably going to talk to this guy first. So, you know, if there's anything you want to add on that, Mark, because that, that could be a whole episode right there, but for our writers and our talkers, Never been an easier time to, to, to get this locked in as a power move for yourself. Yeah, what's great about the podcast is number one, it's free. Like it literally costs you $0 to record, produce, and publish. From a coaching standpoint, you know, again, we sell a relational thing. And most of us communicate with our clients on a fairly regular basis. So being able to get on a microphone and get people to hear you, not just your words, like, People that know me can read my post and hear my voice, but if somebody's brand new to, to me and they just friended me on Facebook, they don't know me from anyone. You know, they're reading my post. They don't understand my sarcasm. Like they don't understand any of that. But when they listen to your podcast and they pick up on the tone and inflection and your little, your little quirks, your little inside jokes or whatever, then it makes you a more relatable as a human. You're not just this digital thing online. But it also gives people a sense of who you are and whether they like you or not. Yep. So really, in my mind, it helps us attract the right people to us because they're like, man, I like your sense of humor. You know, I like that. And how many, John, how many times have you and I heard it? And like, man, you guys have fun on your podcast. Like, fuck yeah, we have fun yeah, on our man, podcast. Yeah, that's man, the, that's the number one thing that keeps <laughs> us together. <laughs> <laughs> but for us, for people that, you know, want to work with us in Fit Pro Collective, they know that that's part of us. So if that's important to them, if they like having fun, then they know they're going to get that when they work with us. Yeah. It's not like it's all fucking jokes and games all the time. Most of the time it is not all the time, but, but again, there's an, there's an element that we have that we can portray when we speak on here that doesn't always come across in just written words. 
And, and here's the thing, if you're listening to this going, well, yeah, and then, but, and you have a story. If you want to sell coaching, don't you think you should give away a little bit and let people get a taste of it? Just like supplements. Hey, easiest way to sell a supplement is, hey, why don't you try it? <laughs> if you like it, cool. Here's a whole bottle <laughs> that you can get. Same yeah, thing straight, with coaching. It's straight out of selling crack on the street, right? Here's a, yeah, here's dude, a, get, get them hooked on the product, man. And then you get them <laughs> on the good stuff, you know? No, those are good. Um, yeah, the book and the podcast are huge. And, and again, I, I think there's there's a path for all of us for whatever it is that we're wanting to achieve. Mm-hmm. But you have to be willing to make these make these power moves and be patient with it because these are the long-term plays. They're not going to get you like we, we joke about it all the time. You know, a lot of us spend a good chunk of change getting our book produced and maybe in a few years we'll, <laughs> we'll break even on the investment. Right. You know, none of us are trying to make a bunch of money off the book. What we're trying to do is help influence and assert ourselves in a, as an authority, maybe get on stages, open up more doors. That's what the book is for. Yeah. The book's not a moneymaker itself, but we all know that long-term it will play itself out. Same thing with the podcast. Like there's, there's 2 million podcasts on the internet and there's like 48 million episodes. And I think the average podcast, I think the stat, the average podcast has like 12 episodes, maybe. But then, you know, start thinking about Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss and Ed Milet and Andy Purcell and all these, and Ryan Stuman and Sean, you know, all these people that have hundreds and hundreds of podcasts. That means most people that started a podcast stop. Yep. In a very short amount of time. Like, I bet, I bet, I bet most podcasts have less than five episodes. Yeah. We're, we're coming up on almost a year. Yeah. So when you just keep going, and again, you're not looking for that instant gratification. You just know long-term it's going to play itself out. Other people start to fade off, but people are still looking for the information that you have. So yeah, there's other people it, out there looking for what we're talking about. And as those other podcasts go away and we're still here, yep. they're going to come to us. Well, I think about seeing with YouTube is like, dude, I don't know how many times you've done this, but I will find a channel of someone that's been doing it for five or six years, never heard of them, but I'll find one video and then I will binge watch this shit out of all their stuff. I'm like, this guy's <laughs> hilarious, but why yeah. am I just now finding out? But I'm glad he didn't quit or I never yeah. would have found his stuff. Yeah. So again, we got book, podcasts, social media, you know, figure out your path, figure out the things that you can start to do now to establish yourself long-term. As always, John and I are here. If you need help, please reach out, hit us up in the DMs. Um, you know, we're here for you guys. That's that's why we do this. We're here to help. We're here to serve. We want people to get what they're worth. We got less than a quarter of the year left already, which is fucking insane. Yeah. Who knows what apocalyptic stuff will happen in 2022, but <laughs> damn it, we're going to be ready for it. Yep. So get clear, pick one or two power moves. I recommend stacking them one at a time so that you don't have an anxiety attack and get overwhelmed and end up quitting. Pick one thing and commit to that and give yourself a year. And I promise you, your life will be different. With that being said, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you like, subscribe, do all the things. Helps us get this out in front of more people. And as a final note, don't forget to go out and get what you're worth, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Damn good episode. Let's go, Brandon. (laughs) Let's go, Brandon.
Thank you so much for listening. We hope you found value and entertainment in our content. Listen, we love helping fit pros get paid what they're worth, and we have something we would love for you to take advantage of. Absolutely. So go to fitprocollective.com forward slash bootcamp to download our free business bootcamp on taking your training business online. This is no BS sales pitch. This is actual strategies that you can implement right now to move your business forward. Finally, again, if you like what you heard, please subscribe and review. Let us know what you think. Thanks again for listening to Real Talk with Real Fit Pros, where we help fit pros what? Get what they're worth. Yeah.